as pet photographers, we are always looking for ways to give our clients a reason to stop saying, I'll book that shoot one day, and instead, book now. In today's episode, I chatted with Indian pet photographer Prathima of Paparazzi Pet Photography, who looked deep into the values of her culture to find a way to do just that. And it's something that's right in front of us and can easily be introduced around the world. And if you're not yet a member, you're certainly going to want to join to hear the members-only extended episode of this interview. We chatted about making gift certificates profitable, creating desire for wall art, and what to offer if that doesn't work. Plus, we chatted all about offering shoots outside of your local area and how you can incentivize your clients to do the marketing for you in a way that's simpler than you might think. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Kirsty McConnell and today I'm chatting with Prathima of Paul Parazzi. Welcome to the club. Hi, thank you so much. <laughs> so let's just give the listener a bit of a backstory about where you're based and um, who it is that you currently, you know, photograph for most of the time and what it is that you offer them. Okay, so I am based in Mumbai, India, which is um, one of the metro- biggest bent- metropolitan cities here. And my clientele is are basically pet parents and not pet owners. In India, there's this huge distinction between the both of them. And uh, pet parents are the people who kind of have dogs and cats and treat them like family, have them inside the house. They're allowed to sleep on their beds and so on. Pet owners are sort of the people who... Um, prefer having breeds, prefer keeping them outside the house or for security purposes and so on. So my clientele is pet parents and uh, I literally do anything and everything to celebrate the time that they have with their pets. So if it's a maternity shoot, if it's a newborn shoot, if it's their birthdays, you name it, we just do anything and everything. Okay, so a big portion of your work from what I've seen and maybe the listener might have seen your you know, socials or something as well, is a lot of like the family is expanding. So they already have a dog and then maybe also they're pregnant or maybe they just had a baby, as you just mentioned as well, Um, which I would like to dive into a little bit further. But before we do that, do you also do standard shoots? And when I say standard, I mean like there isn't a particular celebration. They're just celebrating that they have this gorgeous pet, but it's not like a birthday or this kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think here, especially a lot of people prefer doing or spending the money when it comes to a certain occasion. So I think the most standard shoot I would have is when, let's say, for example, there's a family of four and one of the children has actually gone abroad to study. So when they come back, they're like, okay, let's do a family shoot because you're back here for a certain amount of time. But I think that still goes into a celebration of, okay, now we get to spend time together and we have time to give to the dog. And so let's just get a family photo in before we miss this opportunity next time. Um, but it's usually occasion-based because in India, a lot of the things are occasion-based in general. So most of my shoots happen when there's a new member coming in, there's a birthday 
or if supposing this is their first dog and the dog is a puppy as of right now so they want to capture moments of what the puppy is doing how it's eating furniture and how it sleeps in everyone's lap and so on so i think in every sort of way it's a little celebration but the standard shoot would probably be okay someone is coming from abroad and we have the time finally all four of us are in the house together let's get a family photo okay okay so this is really interesting because i think a lot of the guests that we speak to are the complete opposite. You know, like every now and again, they'll get like a, a celebration shoot. If we let's call it that for lack of a better word, okay? So mm-hmm. they'll come for a celebration shoot of you know that it's a puppy or that there's now a baby in the house or something like that. But majority of the photographers we speak to, that would just be a small portion of their bookings, and the rest would be just a photo shoot just because that includes the dog. So I'm really interested to dive into this a little bit with you, Prathima, and kind of see where other photographers could tap into this market as well of doing more celebration shoots because, mm-hmm. I mean, see, like, you know, that's something we're always trying to give our, like, a potential clients a reason to book now. But maybe we're not tapping into the idea that there are already these reasons like you're talking about. So right. Why do you think your clients choose a pet photographer to celebrate another milestone of their life? Like, for example, you do lots of uh, newborns and pregnancy shoots with the dog. How come that Mm -hmm. client doesn't go to a newborn or a maternity photographer and include the dog in that? How come they come to a pet photographer and include, you know what I mean? It's like in the back to front. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great question. And I had seen this recently where one of my uh, acquaintances had done a shoot with me of her dog initially when I moved to Mumbai. And then when she was, uh, after she was pregnant, she got a newborn shoot done by a newborn photographer um, and sort of included her dog and cat in that shoot. But immediately what I realized was that shoot is more human based and it sort of seems like your dog, cat, pet, whichever animal you have is sort of just like a filler, uh, for the lack of better word, prop. You know, they're sort of there, but it's not about them. Whereas when it comes to... Oh, I've just lost you, Prathima. Sorry. I got to filler? Sorry. Uh, we got to filler. You said it feels like, and then it cut out. You said it feels oh. like it's a kind of a filler. Oh. Okay, so sorry, Uh, I'll just repeat the whole thing. So basically, when they call a newborn photographer, it's not about your pet. The shoot is not about your pet. It's about your baby and the humans, the mom and dad. Your dog is sort of just there. And when it comes to a pet photographer, the whole shoot is about the dog and the relationship that you have with them, that the baby has with them. So I think that was the major difference that I have seen between the normal newborn shoots that just have a dog in them. Whereas the pet photographer shoots um, that are sort of based around the dog and showing the emotion and the relationship, the feeling of becoming a sibling that the dog may have, that the child has of having a dog for the first time. So I think all of these things, there are a lot of factors that play on very different levels with both sides of the story. So um, yeah, so I think that's why they choose to get a pet photographer because also a lot of photographers in India I would say most are not really accustomed to having pets not a lot of people in India have grown up having pets so understanding them speaking their language 
having the patience to go okay at the dog is going at this pace um this level and sort of going down to their level and sort of doing it on their pace is sort of very different for different photographers so i think that i think that's why pet photography plays a huge role in people's lives which revolve around their pets so i think that's why they choose pet photographers over normal photographers yeah that totally makes sense and i want to dive deeper into that conversation around inter- like kind of uh, introducing pet photography into a new market which is what you've mm-hmm. just tapped on in a little bit about how you know other photographers maybe in your city or even countrywide don't have you know they're not advertising that pet photography is a thing they probably don't have the skills to do it which still in a lot of other places in the world is also still the case where you know maybe you know in Australia for example pet photography is now a thing in most of the big cities but outside of the big cities nobody really it's not really like a thing as much yet it is growing but not as much and so you know definitely it's interesting to discuss that point about how it is to to break a market I suppose but let's save that um, conversation for the extended episode the members only part because um, I'm really excited to talk to you more about this celebrating moments etc so we've understood that clients come to you to celebrate these um, milestones I suppose in their life because that they really see the dog as part of the family, like we all do as pet photographers. And so it makes sense that the dog is an integral part of the photo shoot rather than kind of being an accessory, I suppose, like you're saying sometimes happens in other shoots. So how do these people, your clients, even know that that's a thing and how do they, you know, how do they find you? How are you marketing, you know, that you can do these celebrations? So I'll start off by talking about how I started off initially and then I will sort of get to the point um so when I was in college in my last year my mentor had told me okay now you have to decide in photography what area you want to go into and I didn't want to run this rat race in a creative field I wanted to do something different something that I love doing and I wouldn't want to hate going to work for and I also wanted to be my own boss that was very important to me so I checked up Uh, I was anyways taking photos of my dogs, right? Of my little wonderful bundle of love. And uh, I was obsessed with clicking him around the house, just constantly taking his photos. And that made his death easier because we were, we looked at those photos and we remembered the life that he lived instead of the death that he went through. So um, then when I realized that, okay, I want to do pet photography as something and sort of introduce it to this market, I actually reached out to a friend and I told her, listen, you're pregnant right now. And you have a dog and you absolutely love him. So what if I just do a shoot of you with your dog and just show how he's dealing with the pregnancy? What is he? Is he more protective of you? Does he like to cuddle with you? I just want to show that. And I want to show his understanding of your situation. And she was like, yeah, of course, come over. And so when we did that, I realized that it was so important that I sort of turn the viewpoint and show it from the point of the dog. So I think that's where it all started because every other photo you take um, as an as a normal photographer of humans, when you take the photos, you're always looking at, okay, are they looking at the camera? Is their hair perfect? Are they sitting straight? You know, posed correctly and so on. But I turned it around and I took it from the viewpoint of the dog where I was like, okay, what is the dog feeling? What is their emotion, their reaction and their outlook on all of this? 
So when I started from there, it was very interesting. And then what we realized was also a lot of people here in India, there's a cause for celebration for everything. So we love celebrating things, but normally uh, getting family shoots done is not like normal here in India. Like nobody goes to a studio and says, okay, we need a formal family portrait to put up in the house. That's not really a thing over here. So it's usually... It always has been celebration based where during celebrations, people don't mind putting out the money and spending the money to do something interesting and different. Um, so whether it's clothes, whether it's decking up your house, uh, money is spent during a celebration without question. And that's what I realized that would work here because the culture is so different from the Western world. So for us, I was like, okay, celebration based is going to work. But now we have to figure out which celebrations work. So I started off by marketing the fact that since I had lost my dog, I was like, your dog obviously doesn't live as long as you live. So the first celebration that came about for paparazzi was birthdays, where I was like, okay, let's do something fun for birthdays. So I introduced cake smashes that you do with newborns. So I was like, why don't we do this cake smash with a dog where we have a dog cake and you sort of just let him go crazy and let them enjoy the cake, let them get all messy and dirty and just have fun with it. Then we'll go to a park, we can do a quick picnic shoot, where your dog is getting his own portraits done, he's enjoying it, he's getting spoiled, because that's his day. And he only has like 12, 13, 14 of these birthdays, and that's it. And I, and I realized that that was the first point of celebration that I introduced into the market. But I was like, let's do dog birthdays. And then it sort of translated into, okay, but can we also take a photo with our dog? And I was like, yeah, of course, you're supposed to be in the photos with your dog. Because otherwise, it's just photos of your dog. You should have that relationship showing. You should have that love factor coming in. And that's the whole point of photography is capturing those emotions and having them translate to someone who's looking at them. So it started from a very basic point of I lost my dog very early on. He was two and a half. And I luckily was taking photos of him at home. So the grieving process was much easier for me um, in the sense that I could focus on the positive side of it for a lot of people that didn't exist. So I was like, okay, so let's start with celebrating their life, celebrating the fact that they are there with you. And then it went into different occasions like, okay, someone is pregnant. Oh, there's a new baby coming. Let's see how your dog's personality has changed when you are pregnant. Is he more protective? If he's protective, does he cuddle? So let me take a shot of him cuddling with you. And it just sort of translated from there and it went on and on. It sort of snowballed and built into this insane thing where now people call me for their pre-wedding shoots, which is sort of like an engagement shoot um, where you sort of take photos to announce to everyone that, okay, you're engaged finally. So people call me for that. People call me for their adventure shoots because traveling with dogs in India is not easy at all. So we plan out this crazy adventure where we'll go in a train, we'll reach some location, we'll do some fantastic adventure shots, uh, we'll go into a lake, we'll get wet, we'll just get muddy. And I think those are the sort of celebrations now that it's going into, where it's everyday celebrations or rather slightly more normal celebrations rather than just festive celebrations. So it's still building. But the thing in India is because it's such a new genre it's so niche that it starts out big and with a bang and for important things and then slowly i think it'll translate into okay we just want a random family shoot where we can put it up on the wall and we have our dog in the photo so i think that's where it's going now uh, i do get booked for those as well but the majority of my business is celebration shoots 
Yeah, okay. That's super inter- interesting, Pratham. And I love how you've really dived into understanding your culture um, in order to kind of work out what was going to work in terms of marketing, which is something that, you know, we all should do. Like what is it that people really appreciate in the area that I'm in, the, the people around me, what is it they appreciate and how can that help me in my business? Because you touched on something earlier that, you know, people don't really put family portraits on their walls. And I want to dive into this like in the extended episode, because I know that we've had this conversation before that, you know, in India, people don't put anything on the wall. Um, and so I'm really interested to see what it is people are buying from you. Um, but we're going to talk about that in the second half. Um, because you've just shared so much. But just before we wrap up the first half, I just want you to give a quick snapshot of where your clients are coming from. Are they coming from Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or attending events or from media releases? Where are most of them finding out that you exist? Okay, so first off, like TikTok is banned in India. So we don't get to see any of the content. We don't get to create any of that content here. We just have... Yeah, it was banned quite a while back. Um, uh, I think during the lockdown itself. <laughs> yeah. So we only have like Instagram, Facebook. We've got other social media sharing apps as well, but TikTok doesn't exist here. So my clientele usually comes from word of mouth where one of my clients will tell another friend of hers, oh my gosh, she was great. You know, you have to book her. It usually happens in that route. So there are three different ways. One is word of mouth. The second one, the most important one actually is Instagram because it's so visual and I can write so much. I can give out so much emotion on Instagram by just making everything look great. Like planning it on such a way that the colors match and the mood matches. And it's just so such a visual medium that it really helps get the craft across and get those emotions across where someone will go to the photo and be like, Oh, he's so cute. How did you get that shot? And I can show them the behind the scenes. I can show them what went into it, how I thought of it and so on. So Instagram is my number one, um, uh, the place from where I get clients. The second one is word of mouth. And recently, very surprisingly, a lot of my clients have been gifting my photo shoots to other people. So if supposing someone has come from Instagram, booked me, loved the work I've done for them, they have then gone on and booked another shoot for a friend of theirs and gifted that shoot to their friend, which did not happen to me six months ago. This just started. And I'm seeing this huge um, rise in that sort of behavior and culture that's starting. And it's absolutely amazing because that now is not a festive shoot, uh, uh, a celebration shoot uh 100% of the time it depends so sometimes they'll book me and say they I would just like to give them a shoot and let them decide what they'd like to do and then that friend who has been gifted the shoot just is just like okay just come home and capture like candid natural things that we do so it's going in various directions but yeah those are the three ways that I get most of my clients and most of my clients are people who have disposable income and uh, that's mainly Mumbai Delhi uh Bangalore slowly growing into Hyderabad but these are the major four cities that I get shoots from yeah yeah okay that makes total sense so Instagram then you know that's kind of the first client then they refer their friends so that's kind of your word of mouth and then somewhere in amongst there those people are then passing on to their friends so that's really nice it is kind of growing organically like that but interesting to hear that it also comes from 
from Instagram. So we have so much to chat about in the extended episode. Um, I've mentioned like that we want to go into breaking new markets, products that are all that, um, the gift certificate just mentioned. I'd love to talk about that a little bit more. So what we might do, we'll wrap up part one now, but before we do that, can you just let the listener know where they can find you? What's your Instagram handle, your website, whatever it is you want to share. Awesome. So um, you can find my work on Instagram. If you type P-A-W-P-A-R-A-Z-I, paparazzi, full stop pet photography, you can find me there on Instagram. Most of my work is there. It's just easier to go through that. My website is also www.paparazzi.in. And yeah, you can find everything there. You can contact me there. My number is everywhere. So I'm available to chat on any platform. And I would love to see you guys. Excellent. I will definitely put all of... um the links to both your Instagram and your website in the show notes. And uh, for the listener, if you have missed anything, I have taken a bunch of notes for you. So just head over to thepetphotographersclub.com slash the dash podcast and search Prathima or Paparazzi. And uh, of course, if you are already a member of the club, you can continue listening to part two of this episode in the member zone. Don't forget, if you're not a member yet, you can join. It's just $10 a month. And club membership includes tons of perks and bonus content like listening to the rest of this interview. So just head on over to the petphotographersclub.com to find out more. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes, and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.